Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Welcome to the Escapist Comics Podcast. I'm Jessica Balboni. And I am Robert Negawesco. And here we are on another fine day. It is February 7th, right? Yeah. Yeah, 2022. And we're here back reading some comics, enjoying some comics news, watching some shows. Yeah, we'll skip over the real news because we would rather read comics than talk about, uh, you know, the Ukraine border crisis. Oh God, please no. <laughs> That's why we're escaping into comics. We are, though. <laughs> on that, on that news, real quick, uh, we are selling some communist comics. I don't know if that has anything to do with that, but <laughs> upticks. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, thanks people for purchasing those treasury or treasure chest communist comics from the sixties. <laughs> well, that. the. Uh... That's not a good segue. Maybe it's supposed to be a secret, but uh, yeah, we, this would not that none of that would fly in our uh, classic comic of today. No, oh, no, in that era, <laughs> not <laughs> at all. Not at all. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that later. Uh, first up, uh, friend of the store, Gene Yang, local writer and phenom, multiple award winner, um, has written a new comic for DC. This is Monkey Prince number one and art by Bernard Chang and new, yeah, so new character. He actually was first appeared in that, was it the DC Voices, the Asian? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that was oh, the, first no, that's Marvel Voices. I'm sorry. What was uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't the, the equivalent of DC voice of Marvel voices. DC's Marvel voices. Yes, that's what <laughs> the book was called. <laughs> Sorry, Gene. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I guess uh, it, at any point we can bring this up, but uh, I thought it was interesting because he's definitely evoking um the journey to the West with this character. Mm -hmm. uh, the Journey to the West is uh, a 16th century Chinese novel, uh, and the first part of that story is about the monkey king Sun Wukong, and this has been like adapted thousands of times. Uh, Dragon Ball is probably one of the most uh, significant 
adaptations as when it began it was like goku was kind of like the monkey king character because he has the monkey tail he flies on the the cloud yeah other adaptations uh steven chow uh did a 2013 adaptation called conquering the demons and uh in gene yang's american born chinese of course uh, what i was gonna he, mention yeah yeah he also explores um some of that so like that's just one of those classic myths of uh i guess you call it folklore or chinese mythology or something but yeah the, yeah, the absolutely monkey folklore king. yeah so I mean, this is a it's a fun comic. I think it's definitely an all ages comic, which I love because we don't see many of those anymore. Yeah. And even like regular Batman comic is really violent these days. And I wouldn't just give it to like a 10 year old and be like, here, kid, have fun. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not not really. Um, it is definitely I mean, it's the adult version of Batman. That's what we get generally. And yeah, this is from a a more child centric point of view. It's fun. Uh, you can see it in the like scenes and stuff. Just the whole thing evokes that sort of fun, you know, even to down to the the noise he's constantly making. <laughs> I find pretty funny, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when he's first introduced to a character that later becomes like a mystical character, there's like a cloud burp that like follows him around the entire time. You know, it's yeah. very much for young readers. Um, and we do have Batman in this comic as well. Page um, two. Yeah. And he's kind of a bad guy in this. <laughs> well, we don't know yet what's going on, but uh, later we will find out that um, his parents are, you know, cronies of the penguin. Right. And that's why Batman is, he, he wakes up in the middle of the night, basically, and goes out to his room or into the, I don't know, living room or something. And Batman is like, <laughs> his mom's gonna throw a lamp at Batman and Batman has his dad on the ground like fist cocked above his face mm -hmm. ready to punch him uh, go back to your room son there's a child in the house yeah <laughs> Batman's pissed because he well clearly look we know he's not that much and he doesn't want to traumatize children he did though he did. He did traumatize children. A lot of children. Yeah. <laughs> he has child soldiers living oh. under his roof. Those kids, yes. Yeah, those kids. Other kids he gives... Rewatching the animated series, he gives a lot of thumbs up to kids, like any opportunity. It, I think it's like a meme or something where it's like, if there's a kid, he'll give him a thumbs up. And I'm like, he never does that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe in the 60s yeah. well, so i don't remember like a solid thumbs up but there was a lot of smiling yeah as he's <laughs> causing violence right it's different what happened to smiling batman rainbow <laughs> batman he was a lot I'm... more fun then <laughs> bring grant morrison back we'll get that cool stuff um... bring julia shorts back from the dead yeah. be no, no more joker no more murder no more guns <laughs> space 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 Batman, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that Batman. It was a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get there after yeah. Pattinson. After Pattinson. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this kid kind of like, he has like trauma from the Batman incident. Um, right. It freaked him out. I mean, as it would like some, he's supposed to be fearful and to just wake up and literally like some monsters in your house attacking your family like oh, so yeah. i i like that jean yang put that 
sort of in there, you know, like, yes, okay, Batman's tied to this kid's origin story, which I don't think it needed to be. Mm -hmm. But if it's for kids, they want to see Batman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there has to be some kind of character attached to this new one from the DC universe, like, right? It'll, I mean, it boosts the numbers and gets more readers. And if that is what it does, then that's fine, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And he's already done Superman. So we have to get somebody fresh in there and yeah batman's the number one seller as we know because there's about 30 batman books right now (laughs) yeah half the dc slate yeah (laughs) um but yeah so we get a few scenes of him like continuing to like have flashbacks and then these bullies uh the floor was wet when he found batman attacking his family so then like him stepping into a puddle he goes into like a trauma state and the bullies like throw him in the water. And then his mom, of course, has to come to the uh, school where the janitor lo- check out that wide hipped beauty. He called her <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So his, his, the janitor comments on his wide hipped mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just thought that's funny. I was like, is that okay in this kid comic? And I'm like, okay, that's the nice way to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, then we see the, the penguin looking. I have not been paying attention to how DC depicts the penguin, but like, this is, this is, uh, this is not the penguin of the comics. This is Tim Burton's penguin. It's this literally Danny, Danny DeVito. Yeah, it's Danny DeVito. He's like, maybe one shade away from Danny DeVito. Yeah. But it, it's him. It's that version, which I love. I mean, Me too. I want Penguin to look like that. He's scary. <laughs> it's really free. Tim Burton, good job just being like, yeah, what is his origin? Got it. Not doing that. Nope. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I also like his lady. The, the, everyone's like, in, there's like the ladies. Ser- servants that's not right <laughs> his goons his grand- yeah <laughs> that exactly his henchmen goons. henchmen that's the word i was looking for henchmen <laughs> and women these crannies i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> but yes uh, they all wear tuxes they all wear tuxes and have little top hats yeah. i expected them to even have like monocles i was like oh this is great <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and then he opens up some he's trying to get some uh ancient relic thing Mm-hmm. And they fire some sort of machine at it. And yeah, we see like clearly Chinese, I mean, there's Chinese characters and some sort of Chinese dragon looking yeah. creature exploding out of this vase. Mm-hmm. Not what the penguin intended. Nope. Um, Not sure what he was looking for out of that, but apparently it wasn't this. <laughs> yeah, no, he gets like blasted or something, which I'm like, is that going to come into play? Did the penguin also gain some powers or something? don't know be but interesting. yeah it is interesting um yeah then we, we get back to the school with the janitor and uh he's leading our main protagonist to the pool um and he wants him to jump into the pool to i guess uh gain his power um which yeah we don't, we don't know it yet but yeah, uh, we don't know it yet but um he just yeah he wants him to jump into the pool yeah the janitor is actually a uh uh, I guess a myth- mythological pig character, I'm assuming that's probably in Journey to the West also, which would make sense. I'm not super familiar with the adaptations, but I mean, there's a pig character in Dragon Ball who can shape change, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm assuming this is all uh, from the original myth. Yeah, and he's definitely going to be like some kind of guide to him. 
Oh yeah, he's his uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. Um, when he finally does get to the water scene and he jumps through, it does the thing that I hate the most in a comic, and it does the sideways turn where you have to flip the book around. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And read sideways because it's a beautiful scene. <laughs> you know, he like goes through the water and he gets transformed, uh, like transformed to another dimension. Um, and so he's like in like the monkey prince dimension and there's like, you know, waterfalls and cliffs and a bunch of monkeys everywhere. And uh, then he transforms into the monkey prince. Uh, and yeah, it's really pretty, but it's like landscape. And I'm like, why, not, why can't it just be regular scaped? Because <laughs> Gene Yang was an image kid, I bet. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guarantee it's it's that sort of thing that like um i mean yeah it's only for one brief part uh, it is and then i know it's a small thing but it is annoying <laughs> <laughs> so he's in class um and then uh we well so he the 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 guy tries to get him to jump through he doesn't but he burps and this like burp these burp clouds are like following him around and it so much that his mom thinks that he's smoking. Right. I'm like, okay, you're you work for the penguin and you're a henchman, but like you should know what the smoke would smell like. Maybe he he's vaping. Yeah, I, yeah, vape smells like burps. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he should have said that. Yeah, it's vaping, mom. You'll God, never understand. You know? <laughs> you're a henchman. Yeah. You know what all of this stuff smells like. You probably you know, transport it around. Yeah. Or maybe the penguin. That's a line he never crosses. <laughs> he doesn't transport vape. No drugs. We don't deal in drugs, marijuana. That he's got he's got all the rhetoric, and you're like, you really are a villain, man. Like guy. Oh god. You're so uptight with that suit on all the time. <laughs> oh. But yeah, uh, um, so he's in school and uh basically like this girl who Maybe he's going to be like there was a there was a glance earlier at the pool that she looked at him and he looked at her. But now she's like trying to talk to him. And he does say, like, I figured out her name on the first day here, but I don't want to come off like a creep that he like already knows her name. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's all very <laughs> relatable high school. Yeah, it's all like a coming of age type of thing, you know. He's the nerd. He and like all the bullies tease him or whatever. And there's a pretty girl. And yeah. So is this tale then an analogy for uh, getting like a boner in class? You maybe. <laughs> no, I didn't really. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that either until you were like, it's the coming of age thing. And then I'm looking at this panel where he's like, G -g 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 yo, no, like in class. <laughs> he takes a binder quickly, puts it yeah. over his tail. <laughs> Should have. He is, he's oh, like that trying to so good. Things. Maybe that was what happened. And then editors were like, no, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, it does work as that analogy. Also, I mean, yeah, we've seen that before where like someone grows a tail or something and it's like this awkward. I remember in Jumanji, the kid becomes like the monkey kid. Oh, yeah. And he like there is that literally that scene where he's like, hey, like to Robin Williams and they like whispers in his ear and he's like, oh, yeah, hold on. And he like help tears the pants so the tail can come out or whatever. Yeah, that was not, looking back on that creepy. <laughs> That's a weird. It's a weird scene. Yeah. <laughs> But then, uh, yeah, eventually it starts his like little monkey noises start getting worse. Mm -hmm. So he goes down to the swimming pool and then uh, that girl is is there and she's like concerned about him. And then he just jumps in the water. Right. 
And then that's a, the aforementioned transportion, transportion? No, yes. he gets transported into the, having problems with words today. He gets transported into that other dimension, uh, to the monkey dimension. Yeah, and he he actually sees Sun Wukong, the monkey king. Right. Um, he's like called by name and and of course like everyone everyone's speaking Chinese in there mm-hmm. uh, which I think is cool yeah just just seeing so many Chinese characters in a like Marvel or DC comic is is pretty cool absolutely yeah definitely a first time that I've seen that um, yeah yeah um, and also this is coming out right around Chinese New Year too so next week uh, we're gonna be getting lunar and chinese new year um like red envelope comics of this um so that's pretty awesome that they're doing that so it'll be like a special edition that's um, cool just for that yeah so if you want like a special copy of this just for chinese new year we'll have those next week too or this week actually tomorrow (laughs) yay once you you'll already what you listener will have or it will already be out yeah i'll probably have this up by wednesday so then you can come and get them on the store then. Well, he's transformed. Mm-hmm. He becomes, you know, monkey-like. Not quite full monkey, but half monkey, I guess. I don't know. He's pretty full monkey. Right? Yeah, but his hands are very human-like. He still has, like, True. he's not, like, hunched over. He, he definitely doesn't look as much of a monkey as uh, the monkey king. No, no, actually, they look about the same. I would call him like Planet of the Apes monkey, but well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's about that. <laughs> Very uh, muscular Planet of the Apes monkey. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He he must be jacked, these 14-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, just to get through this real quick, he uh gets yeah, he's back uh in a school, he fights a bunch of the lacrosse players. Goes all wild <laughs> for some reason. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a monkey now. I'm gonna beat up all my bullies." Uh, I'm the mother flipping monkey prince. Say yeah. it. That's how Batman catches him. He's right. like interrogating a kid. I'm the mother flipping monkey prince. Say it. Well, there's a kid in here who is like connected. It's Damien. Oh, it's Damien. Yeah, oh. yeah. Father, can you hear me? Metahuman trouble in the locker room. I'm suiting up. Not until I get there. Okay, Minimum what? necessary. Why does he have such a duck face? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's just uh, what Damien looks like. I don't know. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, who is this? <laughs> All right, fine. It's Damien. Apparently he goes to his school. <laughs> but it does end on uh, quite a cliffhanger because Batman throws a batarang at the Monkey King, who's clearly causing chaos, right? right. And yeah. what happens? Uh, his head comes off. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last page. Yeah. I mean, he's talking, right? But his literally, his head came off. His head comes off, but then there's like this black goo that comes out of him, too. Yeah, and but Batman's like, "Uh oh, I just went into a high school and decapitated a kid." <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say that, but that's what happened. Yeah, I don't know. His face still looks pretty mad. I thought it would be more of like a "uh oh" expression, but yeah, Damien's yeah. kind of making that face. So that's the next page. Is like. Him going like, I'm in high school right now. Like, that's not cool. It'd be really funny if he just like leaves and just leaves Damien there to like mess up. Yeah, that was you. I take out the security cameras. 
you have to take the fall for this kid. Sorry. <laughs> it's yeah. part of our training. I've ruined a child before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. That's not in this comic, though. No. Um, we wrote that part. <laughs> yeah. For the sequel. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, Monkey Prince issue one. Issue one. So, yeah. Stick around to see if uh, the kid comes back to life. I'm sure he does. I don't think it's that the comic. It gets real sad after that. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, I, lo, I would, the respect I would have for, I'd be like, you're really trying something, Gene. Yeah. The parents mourning that pig comes back and just like annihilates Batman. <laughs> it's like, this wasn't supposed to be this way. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Probably, Probably not. No. Probably going to be more fun and hijinks. Probably. Next, uh, issue. next up on the docket, we have uh, Rain number one. And this is an adaptation of a Joe Hill short story. Mm-hmm. Uh, prose. Adap- I was uh, just going to say adapted by David M. Booher. Right. Booher, friend of the store. Oh. Yeah, lots of friends of the store today. Um, and then illustrated by Zoe Thorogood. Um, and then colored by Chris uh, O'Halloran. And Sean Lee on letters. Just throwing that in there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, this is part of a new image line as well. Called, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That Sisogy. Sisogy? There's a pronunciation in the back. There is. But... That's what I was yeah. I'm going by that. I think that's right. I don't know. <laughs> um, and that Chris Rael and Ashley Wood are presenting so yeah it's going to be like a new line from them of like new writers and artists that they handpicked um yeah so that's exciting good job image yeah because this is really good and like kind of so i had to read it twice and once i already knew what happened the like dread i was feeling that second time yeah knowing i was like man that's just like i kept wanting it to like not be what it is you know like i was like be different this time i know it yeah it's pretty heart-wrenching um it's beautiful it's a gorgeous i mean the art is absolutely stunning um it's a sad sad story (laughs) yeah it's super sad so uh we focus on a a queer romance uh between uh honeysuckle and yolanda rusted And it takes place in Boulder, Colorado, of course, because it's a Joe Hill story, um, just like his father. They always take place in either Colorado or somewhere in New England. Well, I mean, he was, Joe would have been a kid, right? When, when Stephen King was like, we're moving to Colorado so I can write my next novel. Yeah. I bet that was a pro like, and then he wrote the shining, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> I bet that was probably a pretty impactful time in, uh, well, both of their lives. Cause then, uh, you know the stand he goes back to boulder and that's where like the good people make their their, yeah. their new home yeah so their, their stand if you will <laughs> yes their last stand yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah all of his stories also take place so he really tried to get away from that you know the sh- with changing his name yeah and everything but yet still writing in all of the same places anyways and, and still freaking me out yeah 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 this is really really i mean different from his other stories it was a lot yeah a lot more heart-wrenching i would say um so anyways yeah it takes place like um just between these two characters really nice introduction to all of the like side characters too um like 
the kid, what, her brother, I guess, um, who's like a the little Dracula. Yeah. yeah, a little Dracula. Not really, but <laughs> no, he's just off Templeton Blake, a.k.a. Little Dracula. Mm hmm. And he has like a little bottle of uh, jam, I guess. or soda. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a, it looks like a strawberry soda, a glass bottle strawberry soda that he because it's blood colored. He wants that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he pours it on cool. his arm <laughs> to make it look like blood. But um, yeah, they're um, they're this is the day they're that Yolanda's moving in. Right. Uh, um, and it looks like there's a storm coming at first. Well, first it looks like 92 degrees, right? And it looks like a perfect day, but then they feel like there's something in the air that's coming to town. Yeah, Kid Dra he 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 notices it. Um, but right. yeah, it comes out of nowhere. So a lot of people die because everyone's caught off guard and it keeps seeding that something's going wrong but like it's almost in a way where you're like did i read that right yeah you know it's like she died under her lawn chair aston legs so stuck full of needles it was like she was in the middle of an acupuncture appointment i was like damn did she like do heroin later like I, at this point i'm like what need so stuck full of needles and i'm like right. not knowing what's going on yet of course exactly yeah uh, yeah, this is all like when they're introducing characters. Um, and yeah, so you start and it's like slow too, because you're just like looking at the panels and you see like this slow cloud kind of like creeping in. Um, and you see like a worried woman in like the window and you kind of like, is she, does she know what's going to happen? Because she looks like she's like, get in, like, because of the weather. Blah. But yeah. still, like, you don't really know what's going to happen. And not, she didn't know what was going to happen, I don't think. <laughs> no, no, no. Templeton's mom, I don't think yeah. so. Mm -hmm. um, it just, he's not supposed to be in the sun. That's why. He, right. he has some sort of antibiotic that's causing it. So that's why he's Kid Dracula. He's playing oh, yeah. a vampire because he's like, oh, I can't be in the sun. Well, sure, then I'm a vampire. Like, mm -hmm. I like that. And obviously, I want to see this kid. But uh, yeah, so... Yolanda shows up with her mom and I mean it's like you know just a heartbreaking story like we get the stuff where like you know she came Yolanda came out to her parents like six months ago it took them five minutes to process it and then they were fine and then you know honeysuckles talking about how she doesn't even talk to her parents anymore and right her Yolanda's parents accepted her and was like we're your do-over parents um yeah really yeah. heart heart-wrenching yeah, because you get like a really nice relationship story and now they're finally going to be together. They're all moving in. Um, so they really build that love and you can kind of like see that between them. Um, and then she tells her or she tells Kid Dracula to like stay inside. They're going to go out for one more run to get her stuff out of the car. And then the first drop of rain, and I say that in quotes, yeah comes down and she just says like ouch right and then she pulls something out of her shoulder like she a huge it. needle like a huge like shard of glass it looks like almost right yeah it, oh it's this is all very because they're they're not quite perfect shaped they're all like so it does look more like glass it's very disturbing to me on like a uh the although well, like the horror level what is that the oh, third yeah. the third level of horror that Stephen King you know oh, where it's like scare them don't show them anything but like the third one is like gross and it's like yeah, yeah I'm unsettled I don't like the idea of a thousand needles going oh no it's horrifying um and yeah the next page is the double page spread um and you just see everybody kind of looking up 
and then just like all of the shards coming down from the sky. Um, yeah, two double page spreads, like one where it's like the rain has started and yeah. you see them. And then the second one is it hitting all these people. And I mean, they're dying. Right. Um, yeah. And then, so the first, yeah, the second page, double page spread is people just getting murdered just terribly by these shards of glass. And it's horrifying looking too. Yeah. Um, ugh, it's like going into eyeballs, going into their backs, into their arms. Um, and everyone trying, you know, people trying to run, but they can't go outside to help, you know, their friends, um, which it feels very real, you know, like what people would do. Um, yeah. yeah. And then you see Yolanda getting hit by all of them and then her ultimate demise too. And it's, it's, yeah, it's heart wrenching. It's yeah. super brutal. Very brutal. Like um, dead giraffes. Like, oh yeah. I mean, what every, what would happen? People getting, you know, trapped under other people's bodies um and then they you know describe what happened you know planes getting you know caught in it they said 16 yeah. people died every second 16 and they said the rain is just starting yeah so this is just the start of it some sort of cosmic horror thing going on you know right. mm -hmm. and that's pretty much the end of the first issue so it's pretty intense first issue <laughs> to get through. <laughs> Super intense, but also like I'm in. It's oh yeah, totally in. Really good horror. And I mean, that's the, you know, there's the horror movies where it's like, ha ha ha, I can't wait until all these teenagers are dispatched. But I think the real horror comes from like, I care about all these people. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God, Jason killed that girl. I like her. you like, this sucks. Yeah. Like that's scary. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then this does it the perfect way. And for a first issue too, and you really want to know more, like what's going to happen next? What's going to happen with the, the next? Is it going to rain again? Is it going to happen again? What are these characters going to do? And that's exactly what the story does. So 100% on board, great adaptation. They did it perfectly. Um, I'd yeah. like to read a short story too, to see how they did that. So yeah. Great job, guys. 100%. Yeah. Joe Hills, or I guess it's just called Rain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rain number one, people. Grab it. Grab it. We have a bunch at the store. All, All right. right. Let's head up to the attic. Head up to the attic. Ooh. Bam, bam, bam. Those are footsteps. Are we going to <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. <laughs> we need the footstep sound effects in there. All right. All right. We'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> we need, yeah, we need a whole little musical interlude. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Work on that. I need a theremin. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, we'll, just, we'll just make that the show. <laughs> the theremin show? Yeah. The theremin hour. <laughs> Believe me if I could. All right. So today in the attic, um, we're going back in time to 1954 uh, to EC Comics, an entertaining comic. And we yeah. got Crime Suspense Stories, number 20. So this is two issues before the very famous Crime Suspense Stories, number 22, which is like the absolutely famous SOTI hearings, head getting chopped off and then holding it with the blood all dripping out. Yeah. Is this um, the inappropriate cover for a comic book, Mr. Gaines? <laughs> yes, for a horror comic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this, uh, this issue was also used in the hearings because uh, it is a hanging 
Yeah, that cover's pretty graphic. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, just hanging. It's like his neck is actually broken in it. That's that's what sells it. It's the yeah. shadow in the back and mm-hmm. then that protruding lump in his neck that yeah. is just like, Jesus Christ. And also, I don't know about the original, but like the one I'm looking at, the coloring is like yellow, green, and red skin. It it's really freaky looking like the purples of like a bloated corpse like yeah it's pretty bad his tongue like starting to protrude out his mouth as well so yeah johnny craig you got it going on i mean it's also kind of funny too because it is johnny craig also like yeah i don't know if that guy could scrub that stuff away no he's the best (laughs) very good oh yeah he did all of the best covers in my opinion but he was very, very slow, notably, at ah. doing his jobs. <laughs> well, he also, I think, did my favorite story in this uh, in this issue, the first one. Fire trap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I also loved this story, though. I think my favorite. We'll get to in a little bit, but yeah. Know, let's start with fire trap. I do love horse. A good horse story. <laughs> Yeah, and this trampling on the the opening splash is just like, it just says fire trap. And then just a horse is trampling the fuck out of a dude. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Johnny Craig writing an art, Marie Severin colors and Jim Roten letters. The whole issue is colored by Marie Severin and Jim Roten doing the lettering. So I won't keep referencing that. But uh, yeah, their, their work is, I mean, Marie Severin, just unsung hero in the EC game. Absolutely. Love her. So like, yeah, I would just start just with the the opening here. Their fabulous honeymoon was at last ended. And for the first time, Martin Simmons was showing his newly acquired wife, the immense estate that was to be her home. So right at that opening, we're like, oh no, what is (laughs) Sure. Uh, An older man marries a beautiful young woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's moving into her new estate. And almost immediately after that, she's like, what is it? Her brother's getting out of the military. Yeah. And he has, he has nowhere to go. Because yeah. I, I left the apartment because I moved in here. And he's like, well, nonsense, honey. Let him move in. Of course. <laughs> we have this huge estate. This huge estate with millions of dollars worth of horses. Like, just let yeah. him come here. It's it, great. I, it said 500. These horses are worth $500,000. I looked it up. That is $5,200,000 today. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, if they're that expensive, why are they so violent? <laughs> well, this was a different horse. This is yeah, the no. horse that, yeah. So we'll get, we'll get to that. I'm mostly but. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so of course it turns out, uh, and this is just a page later, by the way, they get right to it in an EC comic. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not uh, her, her brother, but yet... This is her lover. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're actually married. Probably not. Maybe just lovers. No, 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 no. But just lovers. And this was her plan all along. Very devious lady, this woman. Yeah. Um, two years they lived there. Yeah, two years. She was just going behind this this poor guy's back. So this is just a classic double cross uh, in an EC story. So, and it becomes actually a double, double cross, which is my, one of my favorites of a crime suspense yes. story. <laughs> so uh, they plan to, uh, they, they have this wild horse uh, that is just totally unruly. And her husband is like, never go near that horse. That is a death trap. That horse is crazy. So of course she's like, okay, 
here's the plan. We got to lock Martin, lure him down to the stables and lock him in the stall with that wild horse, then set the stable on fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'll kill him for sure. That'll kill him for sure. Yes, of course. So he overhears all of this, of course. Well, no, he hears, he doesn't hear the murder plot. He overhears them romancing each other after talking about the murder plot. Mm, okay. Yeah. Cause uh, if he, he, if he, if he knew about the, the murder plot, he never would have gone to the stables. Right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So he just thinks they're back. They're just two timing him. Right. Just two timing him. A few moments after that, he just goes up. He actually takes his wife's scarf yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> goes, this is a little foreshadowing for you. Uh, classic foreshadowing and goes up behind uh, Martin, the, the scheming, the scheming double crosser and chokes him to death uh, and drags him down to the wine cellar and buries him in the wine cellar. Cause you know, his body yeah. will go good over time become age nicely down there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's in your house or anything, but yeah. sure. <laughs> good, good times. He probably thought he'd move it later, but <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't know. He didn't quite have the time. He even said, yeah, he said he doesn't even have time to bury him deep, but he'll take care of it later after he takes care of Georgia because he's also going to murder her. Yeah, because <laughs> this guy's rich and he knows he can get away with it. Of course. He probably would have too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he goes down to the stables to find his lady, but she's left the paddock door open of the crazy horse. And he's like, I told her that horse is crazy. <laughs> like, what is she doing? Crazy woman. But... She's just sitting there waiting for him and she double crosses him again. There's so much double crossing in this. Pushes yeah. him into the paddock. And then what she does, it's exactly what she was thinking, lights it on fire, horse yeah. goes crazy, tramples him to death. Perfect. Uh, then she has to undo the lock. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the stable hands will be there shortly and it can't be locked because then it'll be suspicious. Uh -huh. And the horses so will all die and she's not like you know yeah she just hates this rich guy he hates the rich guy she's not a murderer i mean wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't even know if she hates horses. him it's just like give me your money bro look at me i'm i'm sultry all the horses then she won't have any money because those are very expensive horses yeah those are some expensive horses as yeah. we found out five million dollar value <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but so then they drag his body out and it says Georgia knew the sight of her husband's dead body wouldn't be pretty, but she was totally unprepared for the ghastly, horribly broken and bloodied Hulk the stable hands carried out. And then she just passes out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In her in her like tied up shirt. <laughs> I mean, it's hot out there in the farm. I bet. I mean, I'm just, I was just surprised. I was like, I didn't realize they showed so much skin in like. Well, that's, that's part of it. In the SOTI hearings, they weren't allowed to oh. uh, have show skin like that anymore. After okay. that, yeah, it I'm makes sense because I'm like this. Honestly, all they needed was like a rating system, but <laughs> anyway, because <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> this is a fine adult comic, but oh, yeah, yeah, totally weird for kids. Yes, I will say that. It is, a, it is a little weird for children to read this. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, and it gets weirder as we go along. So yeah, so the, the cops come, you know, she tells the whole, the whole horrible story. Oh my God, my husband, he got trampled by this horse. It's barn gets lit on fire. I don't know how it happens. Blah. So, yeah. Where were you when it happened? 
Oh, I was in the wine cellar. Not knowing about the murder that had occurred earlier that night there. Yeah, she was just like, all. I was in the wine cellar far away, right? And they're yeah. like, okay, can well, you show time? us? Yeah. She's oh, acting real weird. Yeah, I was there at 9 p.m., right? Yeah. Oh, but wait a minute. So they go down there. Yeah, uh, check the wine cellar. Uh, they see, let's just start looking around, just see what's going on down there. Oh, what's what's this? <laughs> Uh, what's this on the wine cellar? Oh, it's the scarf, of course. Yeah, it's some, uh, this yeah. dirt looks pretty fresh. And yeah. then there's a little bit of a scarf sticking out. And I just absolutely love the like yanking of yeah. a scarf to reveal just a dead face. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> eyes are still watering. Like yeah. <laughs> he was strangled to death. <laughs> and then she- It's she Bill, my boyfriend, no. Oh no, not my boyfriend. I mean, I don't know. She's so dumb. Like yeah. she could have gotten away with it. Like she very well could have. Yes. Uh, she could probably still with a good lawyer. Let's be real. Like <laughs> gets herself a nice Johnny Cochran lawyer, you know, potentially. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, th there was a murder and she didn't do that murder. Oh, she she did another murder. Yeah. I mean, I know there's no DNA evidence and shit back then, but like she she can get away with this. Like she's not strong enough. Maybe she could say that. Like I couldn't have strangled him. How? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, she could also have been like he locked him in there, but or something. But then it's like, how could how could they both have been murdered at the same time? But it wasn't at the same time. But I mean, who murdered the other guy? It's all crazy, but it's like it there, there would have been a way, but she got way too nervous. And then, yeah. of course, you know, she's probably going to be arrested for one of the murder. I mean, she's getting arrested. She's getting arrested. So yeah. usually the good thing about EC Comics was they usually had some kind of moral code, right? Or some kind of yes. moral compass. So at the end, she's like, all right, Miss Simmons, I'm placing you under arrest for murder. So someone yeah. has to get like their comeuppance, right? <laughs> yeah, we're always waiting for that. Yeah, that's that's what I, that's how I've always read uh, EC Comics is like it's just like this. It's a, it's a very it's formulaic, but I mean it's mm -hmm. just a classic one that works, you know. Right. Though there is one story in here we'll get to that soon that does not have that, which I was very surprised about. Um, yeah. It's not this one though, so we're gonna okay. get through this one fast. Uh, the, so Welchers. the Welchers. Uh, uh, the Welchers. One is drawn by Jack Davis. Yeah, uh, Bill Gaines co-plot and Al Feldstein co-plot and script. Mm -hmm. Again, Marie Co uh, Severin colors. Yeah. Um, this is just so silly. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, basically a two two shady dudes uh, who are going to be killed by uh, Nick Metropolis. They owe a debt to Nick Metropolis, a notorious gangster. Mm -hmm. uh, they try to kill their diabetic uncle who has left them in their will but they only have till the next morning to get their their money so they're going to try and kill him uh sure. you know and this looks like a mad comic almost yeah like, this one's weird it's really wacky yeah it's not like a typical jack davis it looks like he's like oh i meant to draw this for mad but now i'm gonna throw it in this instead <laughs> yeah and the way feldstein like writes their dialogue and stuff is like super hilarious I do not follow you, Horace. Humphrey, you have hit upon it, dear. Dear uncle's diabetes. That is how to erase it. Like it is the like, like these, these guys have like great vocabularies and stuff, but they're like just still two-time crooks. 
Yeah, it's really, really silly. Like, <laughs> and like, it's so funny too, because they're supposed to look like bums, right? But they're still dressed. I don't know, it looks like they're dressed pretty well. But then like go see like the doorman and the doorman's like, hey, bums, where are you going? Like, you know, it's the, it's the five o'clock shadow. It's like these. Uh, oh, God. Right. OK, got it. Got it. And I guess that red bow tie is real unclassy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's but very wacky drawings. Like he's like sticking his tongue out at him and stuff. Yeah, they got buck teeth. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but basically they go to see their uncle, uh, the, the Nick, Nick Metropolis. Uh, he lets them go because he knows these guys are too stupid. He'll catch them if right. they try anything. And they go to see their uncle and their uncle's like, all right, uh, by the way, I'm taking you out of the will. <laughs> so they're like, damn, we have to kill him tonight Yeah, <laughs> because he's going to take him out tomorrow. Right. I love how it's always it's like a Seinfeld episode where it's like all these things just converge at one time every oh, yeah. time every time <laughs> it's yeah, awesome though. yeah and they so they they know he has insulin right and they're not so dumb that they don't know that oh actually they ask him that's right they ask him about his insulin yeah what <laughs> happens if like, you get too much to kill me. yeah <laughs> And the uncle's like, duh. Like, yeah. Why are what? you asking? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no reason. We just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's, I mean, it's just straight like, dun, 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 dun. like, right, exactly. uh oh. Uh oh. Um, so one of them goes to the store to pick up like extra strength insulin. <laughs> yeah. And just goes to the pharmacy. They're going to overdose him. They're going to overdose him on insulin. Um, but then, uh, so it's the next day. Oh, they're going to make it so that the butler does it because the butler always gives him his injection shot. Right. So they're going to wait until after he did it in the morning, then give him a double injection, giving him a triple injection, which would stop his heart. Right. Um, but then the next morning when they, after they've left, they were with Nick Metropolis and he calls and the uncle's fine. Yeah, totally, totally right as rain. And it, it's because, uh, they got mixed up and they injected straight glucose into him mm -hmm. or they had the butler inject the glucose and then they gave double dose of insulin which canceled it all out yeah dun -dun -dun. <laughs> and then they die those guys die i mean <laughs> they just mix their signals up <laughs> oh wow so then they end up getting uh cement shoes and thrown into the ocean yep yep by Nick uh, Metropolis, who was like the, it was just an interesting way they told that story, like from his point of view, even though he's not really like the guy, he's just the one who's going to kill them. Yeah, he's it was not a good guy either. He's murdered. No, <laughs> but he's like, he's got a, he, he's a, he's a stable bad guy rather than like, a, he's not uh, leaving people without their debt, with debts or something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that, that one was crazy. That one was crazy. All right, moving right along. Uh, this one was my favorite story just because it wasn't typical of an EC comic. Um, so That's this good. one is uh, Bill Gaines and Jack Kamen. Uh, so also Jack Kamen, it usually goes by Ghastly, but this one, he actually just went by Kamen on this one, right? yeah yeah that's what yeah. it says it on the stack on the script of scripts right there yeah uh, so that and it's uh, al feldstein script but he co-plotted it with bill Gaines again oh yeah that's right yeah and then again of course uh marie severin does the coloring for the whole book yeah um so yeah i love this one uh, i'm just gonna read the introduction because i think it's pretty great 
my name is Greg Slater. I live in Hollywood, California. I'm a script writer for a big movie studio, but the story I'm going to tell you is from no script. It's no fantastic invention of a scenario writer's brain. This is true. This happened. It happened here in phony Hollywood. Yeah. I... Phony sets and phony background and it's phony people. It happened to Eddie Martin, the biggest phony of them all. Eddie Martin was a fortune hunter who married Nan Stanton, one of the movie's colony's most successful actresses. Nan was completely taken in by Eddie. She actually believed he loved her. I remember how she used to tell me. <laughs> so, yes, there, his big time uh, starlet sister has this new husband and he's going around con like constantly like at parties and stuff, which Greg is right. That's really weird. It like constantly being like if fate had been different i would have found her regardless i would have like crossed a thousand seas and blah 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 to find her every like my existence is nan and he's like bragging at these parties to people like all the time and he's like greg is like he's like call me a cynic but you know anyone who does that seems like they're covering up instead of being truthful you know exactly yeah um so yeah, so he definitely doesn't trust this guy, right? No. Uh, and he thinks he's up to something. Uh, he thinks he just wants her money, but he doesn't know how he's gonna get it, right? And Nan is just like, oh, head over heels for this guy. Um, yeah. And he's kind of like racking his brain. And then finally it dawns on him that he thinks he's up to something very nefarious, but he doesn't really want to tell anybody what that is right away because he thinks it's like too bad. Oh, it's real like, oh no. Yeah, he doesn't assume murder or, or at, at first. He just is right. like, I don't like this guy. Right. Normal shitty guy, not <laughs> murderer shitty guy. Yeah. Um, so then there's a night where she calls uh, Greg and she's like, um, Martin's uh, left. Um, or Eddie, Eddie Martin. Yeah. I'm getting confused because one guy's name was Martin in another story. Yeah. So <laughs> Eddie Martin, Eddie, Eddie, uh, the the husband is always going around. He 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 left for the night. So Greg's hanging out. They're just talking. And then Mar Eddie calls and is like, hey, I'm coming back, but don't tell anybody. And then she immediately is like, why would he say that? <laughs> like, you know, good on her. Like, she's like, Greg, why would he say that? That's weird. Mm -hmm. um and then greg's like oh man i know what's gonna happen so he had kind of talked about this with this guy they call up and they get a uh, nan stunt double to come over he convinces nan like not letting her know that he thinks that you know eddie's gonna try and murder her like let's just play a gag on him yeah you know th that'll be a that'll be a real laugh yeah uh, and so switch so when he comes funny. in yeah, yeah. <laughs> so weird like so under weird. normal circumstances i'm like greg you're a psychopath dude. Like, <laughs> absolutely and he's like and we'll all hide in the bathroom yeah. and then when he comes out we'll take a photo of you two it'll be so funny like right yeah. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> it's pretty um, weird but it, it it works and uh they get the stunt double over there um, and this poor woman, she like gets into Nan's clothes and gets in bed and then they're hiding and the guy comes in and. And literally just murders her. Stabs her, just kill, kills yeah. the lady. And so, and it said they listen, they were listening to it happening too. 
And they, but then they open up the door and they're like, surprise, like what? <laughs> and they do take a picture. Um, but yeah, then they just has a stabbing her, like literally yeah. stabbing So her. it's like, clearly Eddie's going to jail, but also this poor lady. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This is the weirdest one. Cause yeah. it's, yeah, he is going to jail. Well, that wasn't the point of the story. The point of the story is this guy got this other woman murdered. Yeah, so yeah, instead of his sister. In this one. It's just a sad story. And he asks, he's like, he's like, what would you have done? You know, <laughs> like at the end, he's like, yeah. don't judge me so hard. It was her or my sister. And I'm like, pretty sure other <laughs> scenarios could have played out, but yeah okay yeah exactly <laughs> that's hollywood baby I like i guess like, yeah. no <laughs> so it does make a good story later i guess you could write a script about it like that's sure sure <laughs> maybe that was the moral of the story maybe yeah that's i know I, I i liked this one a lot uh yeah it was just very interesting and the art is great in this one too yeah 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 it, yeah. I mean, it matches it. It's it's mm -hmm. they're they're all like slick. They're all slick. It's very shadowy. It's very moody. Um, the floating heads are really great. So. But the the like the creepiness too is is there. Oh, yeah. Like even when the guy his like little his buddy is like surprise yeah, on the last I mean. page. It's floating heads. Yeah. It's <laughs> freaky. You know. It's really freaky. That's ghastly. Does it best um okay and our last and final story is called plane murder which is the worst title ever <laughs> but plane p-l-a-n-e oh yeah sorry <laughs> not not like plane, like wah, wah, well that's the pun i guess oh yeah I guess it was so. plain murder it was plain murder oh that I would guess. have been better though it's plain murder yeah it and then you're like oh airplanes oh, oh. yeah Cool. Uh, but yeah this is uh also uh bill gaines co-plot al feldstein co-plot and script and then uh, with Reed Crandall on uh, pencils and inks. Yeah, he likes to draw planes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did cool. a lot of the war stuff. So. Okay, that that definitely makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, um. So yeah, this is a story of like a, a flight. Or I was gonna say flight simulator. Nope, that's not right. Uh, stunt guy, stunt yeah. guys doing flight stuff. I actually just uh, listened to a podcast about Bessie Cole. So that was when I like right before I read this, and then you know who's who Bessie, Bessie Cole. Cole. Uh -oh. Bessie Cole is the uh, first African American um, stunt pilot, and she also flew for like the French, um, the French Army as well, and that's how Whoa. she got like her training. Because um, so, yeah. America wouldn't. Yeah, because America wouldn't let her fly, <laughs> and yeah, then she came back here and uh got her pilot's license because she had it over there first and she used to do like stunt shows like all over america oh wow um, yeah and unfortunately she died at the age of i think 34 um doing trying to do stunts of her own yeah she got like Dangerous a real work. shitty she finally saved up enough money to get her own plane uh, but of course it wasn't a very good plane she bought two of them the first one she crashed like just trying to take off in it and then had to wait two years before she'd get another one. And then the second one that she got, as soon as, again, they took off, she got oh, up man. to like 2,000 feet, I think. And then it just nosedived and she died. Very sad. Jeez. I know. Super sad. Super sad. But I assume all these people have toxoplasmosis. Yeah. Toxoplasmosis? <laughs> yeah, because it reduces your fear. Oh. <laughs> they, they've done tests. They've done like uh, 
cut open the brains of uh, like people who died in motorcycle accidents, and the numbers are staggering how many of them really are, have toxoplasmosis. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because toxoplasmosis is designed to make a a mouse or a rat not afraid of cat urine, but actually attracted to cat urine. So it destroys their fear. But somehow when it gets to us, we don't have the attraction to the cat urine, but we lose our sense of fear. Whoa, that's crazy. So lots of these like crazy, like people where you're like, what are these people doing? Like, I bet a bunch of the jackass guys have it. Like I bet like, like evil Knievel probably had it, you know, it's not, it's not a guarantee, but it is inclines you because they would have like neuro disorders from it too like after a while you have seizures and all sorts of things so yeah Yeah. i don't i don't know anyways well (laughs) (laughs) this podcast teaches you stuff yeah (laughs) all right let's get into plane murder yeah um so yeah this guy like said runs his own little stunt show um he's doing like a an air show for the mayor and some other what like uh yeah he likes to have big wigs he likes to have big wigs up there to prove that he didn't you know like undo the uh handcuffs in the plane and stuff yeah so he's basically jumping out of a plane in handcuffs and he's gonna parachute down you know and he's like an escape artist or whatever but it's just a trick like his wife has hidden a key in the seats um and so he can uh escape easily (laughs) So it like shows him like falling and then on the ground, we actually see like a charred wreckage from a couple days before. And then yeah. it gets into the story of what actually has happened. Yeah. We flashback. Um... Yeah. And it's very similar. It's another Marty or Martin. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, definitely. It's like she, she li- uh, lives with this guy in his airfield and this guy comes looking for like a job. Um, and she's immediate, like, the second she sees this guy into this guy oh yeah and, and lies for him he's a handsome superman looking like very clark kentish you know and again yeah. she's like this is my cousin just like in that other story where it's like this is my brother and it's like yeah. no it's not like what is with these women and the, i guess they're all like with these like asshole guys like older assholes and then this is the only way they can get out of marriage because none of them will divorce them and it's the fifties, probably. Gotta do, yeah. It's the fifties. They're like forced into this. I mean, I I feel like EC comes down pretty hard on like all people, right? It's like no one is really like scrubbed clean, but there is those elements of like oppression that absolutely not necessarily in this story, but like you can see like women oppression, you know, like yeah. I do feel bad. The other woman I didn't feel bad for. She was kind of a bitch. But this one, (laughs) I do feel bad for this one. You can tell this is kind of probably like an abused woman. She can't get out of this relationship. So she's like looking for a way out, right? And this guy's ticket. (laughs) Yeah, he shows it. He just comes in and uh, he he works there for quite a while. And yeah, she falls in love with him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for months they're uh, together behind behind that guy's back. back. Yeah. And she does ask him for a divorce for Phil. Yeah, for Phil for a divorce. And he's like, hell no, like get back to your room, woman. Um, So, and instead of, of course, giving his his wife uh, many, many years a divorce, he decides to murder uh, good old Marty here who's been working for him for a couple of years now. Yeah, he switches their planes or something? No, he switches the prop on the plane. 
Oh, okay. So instead of it like spinning normally, it would go erratic and it doesn't nosedive as soon as it goes up, just like I was talking about with Bessie. And oh. the prop just starts working and it just crashes to the ground as soon as it tries to go up. So and he, he dies, he yeah. burns to horrible death. death. <laughs> yeah, a horrible fiery death. And uh, yeah, th- this one definitely is like you're way more on this lady's side because oh, you're yeah. like, I hate this guy. Why'd you do that? Yeah, you, know? you could have just let her go, you know? Yeah. Instead, you just turn to murder as per usual. In these Instead, comics. like, yeah, let me murder the guy you like and then let's stay married for another 40 years. Right. Like, yeah. that's a lot. That that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> total, subtle sense. Yeah. Well, it's just a control thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, so she finds out that he murdered Marty. So she decides she's gonna switch something on him. So she usually, like I said earlier, puts the key inside, like hides it inside one of the seats in the planes. So she switches the key uh, for one that does not work. (laughs) Yeah, she knows if I didn't put a key, he would just wouldn't jump, of course. Of course. So it has to be the wrong key. The wrong key. So that's pretty great. I actually really love that. Uh, she's got smarts this girl yeah I I do love the last panel like you see that he clearly is plummeting towards the earth and then there's like a cop coming up to her and it's like your husband choke yeah and and it's like dude she's right there yeah (laughs) she sees the splatter he is probably all over that airfield (laughs) And, and then she has morals she's just like yeah you better take me in like I know I'm, I'm the murderer. I want to do some talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so she's, she's not the most a bad noble. Lady. Yeah. She's a noble woman. So she could have just walked away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's true. But no. I think, I think it, it, this doesn't seem like she's remorseful. You know, it's like yeah. maybe the remorse is like, great. I have to take revenge now. Yeah. Well, we had to have a nice story at the end, I guess. Well, semi-nice. I mean, everyone died except for her. <laughs> yeah, but she was the most, the maybe the only redeemable character we've met in this whole issue. Absolutely, yeah. Totally. Everyone else was really terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, just real quick at the very, very end of my, because I have a, I don't know, I'm going to brag real quick that I have the original edition of this comic. Ooh. Give me. Uh, brag 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 okay uh my very favorite ad on this the new show's on gang new super duper simply terrific television bank lights up (laughs) like the biggest costliest television set only a dollar 98 it's a light up piggy bank no it's it's a light up television bank so it's a television and a bank what i know so it's like a little television and you can see like there's people boxing on it. It's really cool. That's crazy. I know, a, I love it. What Shows a weird... brilliant pictures in full color. Hits every television, high fights and all. I don't know color that. TV? This is 54. I know. I don't know if it's real or not. It's only $1.98. Yeah, this must be some like color okay. toy thing or something. I guess so. It says it has channels. There's uh, four channels. Whoa. I know. What is this thing? Well, uh, listeners, if you have this thing, just send it in. <laughs> please, please show us a picture. Yeah, maybe, maybe. a book that someone's supposed to bring me that has like all the pictures of what the ads really were, like what the toys were and stuff. So someone's supposed oh. to bring that to me. So I will share that because I'm so excited to see. 
Because I yeah. have tried to track down the actual toys in like real life, and they're yeah. so hard to find. Like, I'm, oh, like, I'm sure that spy camera like the monster it. monster hands monster hands i've seen those they're terrible like usually just cardboard cutouts and stuff I bet. but that spy camera man yeah. <laughs> it's like so tiny yeah um, no it's super cool um i mean i have heard of this book i've never seen it but it, like because yeah i mean as if anyone doesn't know the way that old ads and old comics were, were done like photography replication was just not very good on the yeah. especially on the pulpy paper so things would be drawn in pen and ink just like the regular comics and the artists would do the ads it was part of the commission right yeah um, so it which is cool like now because it's like cool now i can see a drawing of these shirts or these toys or right whatever yeah. which is cooler than to me that than seeing the photos but then of course to see what they really were yeah because you can glamorize them yeah <laughs> oh and i have a quick corrections corner um it turns out well we'll be seeing it soon but the monkey meat anthology is actually all done by Junie ba it's just oh. every comic is going to be a different story the other way around so it's not going to be written by other people but they're all going to be different stories so maybe we're not ever going to return to monkey meat island I still don't actually know what it is, but they all are going to be, I just ordered the new ones, but I was like, oh, it is done by Junie Ba. That's very confusing. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it is an anthology, though. Okay. Okay. A, a, a one, one man anthology. A one man anthology. Uh, and then we're not really going to do much news because I have to get going, but I thought this was a really hilarious story, so I'm just going to share it. <laughs> uh, Channing Tatum, too sad to watch Marvel movies. <laughs> Oh, Tatum says that the main holdup of watching all of these movies was because his Gambit role never came to be. Oh, he wanted to be Gambit really bad. Really wanted to be Gambit. They actually even wrote a whole script for it. Oh, man, we got to get that. We got to get that script. That would be so, so good to read. Yeah, it was him and uh, his producing partner, Reed Carolyn. The two wrote the script together, but the film was frequently delayed um, of Fox's desire to find a more experienced director. They wanted to direct it, but Fox was like, no. <laughs> uh, the studio, he says, the studio really didn't want us to direct it. Uh, they wanted anybody but us, actually, um, because we never had directed anything. Uh, however, okay. even when Tatum was willing to let someone else direct, the film ended up being canceled at the last minute. The film you know, had already opened a production office in New Orleans in anticipation of planned shoot, but geez. Disney's acquisition of Fox caused the studio to pause the upcoming X-Men movies as they figured out how to work the Fox characters into the Disney Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which we're still, we're still not there. We're still yeah, about to there. see. I know. I mean, it's pretty clear, I think, now, like, it's going to be the a multiverse thing. Oh, yeah. I think they're good. And I think this is my uh, prediction that I'll put out there. Like, cause if it's the infinity saga, this is we're in the multiverse saga or whatever they're going to call it. But I would say it's that Kang will be our Thanos. And just like there's that snap and then the world is changed mm -hmm. all the realities. So we're going to see the X-Men in their own universe. We're going to see the fantastic four in their own universe. Probably. You think so? And maybe, but regardless who's in their own universe or not at the end, it's all getting merged into yep, one. Absolutely. That's what I think is yeah. 
Okay. That'll be the equivalent of the snap, mm -hmm. the merge or something. I think they're going to start sneaking them in into the shows like one by one. And then yeah. Captain Marvel is, or the Marvels, it's going to be in that for sure. Like Rogue, someone is going to be in that. I still think it's Rogue for sure. It should be Channing Tatum. It should he be. Just, he's just like, like, she just is like, you can go now. <laughs> like, it's just in the morning. She's like, time to go, buddy. Maybe that's what this article's about. Like he's, and he actually says he's traumatized too. But oh no! <laughs> I'm like, ah. I could see the scene though. She's like, "Get out of here, buddy!" Throws him his pants, and he's like, "Come on, Sherry, what's this? What's this? We do? Come on!" I'm so glad I don't have to hear Channing Tatum do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, magic, Mike! He'll be all right. <laughs> you have that. <laughs> Poor guy. Somebody, somebody, bring this guy in or something. Ugh. DC, uh, get him. Let him do something. He's he's eager. Have you? Oh, you've watched Peacemaker though, right? I haven't watched Peacemaker yet. You I haven't? got to. No, I forgot that it even came out. To be <laughs> honest. <laughs> oh my god, watch that show. <laughs> it's so good. He's, he's not in that though. <laughs> no, he's not in. I just like you know, it's John Cena. It's like reminds me, like Channing Tatum could be that easily. There's so much dancing in it, like. Just in the oh. opening scene. Yeah, just watch it for the opening credits alone. It has the best music in it too. Like it's just like all like power metal, anthem metal. In the oh, entire. cool. Yeah, the entire show is just that all the time. Channing and should be a dazzler if he doesn't get the gambit role. <laughs> all of that dancing. I mean, all I the dancing. that's the only one I can think who dances. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah dazzler. <laughs> dazzler. <laughs> Yeah, she showed up in one of the Marvel movies already. Or no, I'm not Marvel. I'm sorry. Then the Fox movies. It was. They were. She was yeah. having a. They were. It looked like they were having a rave in the woods. Yeah, that was stupid. That yeah. Was, I don't want. That's no. the movie where Cyclops says the f word. Oh yeah. He's was like, that... "Don't you fucking touch her!" And I was like, "Yeah, like he's a was jerk." That Phoenix was that yeah. Dark Phoenix? Yeah, I blocked most of that movie out of my brain. It was so yeah. fucking bad unfortunately not even fun bad like wolverine origins Ugh. just bad just bad <laughs> no well hopefully they'll do that one over do over yeah, we'll, we'll get there black uh, men in black that out of your brain just <laughs> yes all right this concludes another episode of the escapist comics podcast all right just, everybody yeah I'm still Jessica Balboni. <laughs> I'm Robert Negoesco. Uh, follow me uh, uh, at, at Robert underscore N-E-G-O-E-S-C-O, predominantly Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I have uh, irons in the fire. Things are going to be coming out, so I'll have stuff to announce next time. Oops. Oh, and before I forget, because I had to add this in last week, uh, we get all of our information from extra information I get it from comic book resources, Wikipedia. Oh, and today also uh, GCD, the comic great comic book database, comic comics.org. Uh, I think that's it. Oh yeah, donate to Wikipedia because they do a lot of stuff. Just five bucks. And like, you use it all the time. You use it all the time. Like you look up stuff every day. Just donate some money. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, follow me at Jess Valboni on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter. Sometimes I'm on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Oh, and follow the store at Escapist Comics. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Okay. All right. <laughs> All and right. what are we going to do? Escape, Escape.
into, into comics. comics. Yay. See you All later, right. everybody. Bye, guys.